It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The only daily Premier League podcast. This is Football Social Daily. Hello and welcome along to Friday's edition of the Football Social Daily. It is the second round of action in Qatar as the group stage starts to get a little bit more serious. And with that in mind, it is the big one for England tonight. Gareth Southgate's charges toe-to-toe with the United States. Pumpkin pie versus steak and kidney. Football versus soccer. James Corden versus, well, James Corden. And in the latest bizarre twist, Will Ferrell up against Aaron Ramsdale. Yes, this rivalry brings out the best and the worst, including everyone's favourite elf and Arsenal's goalkeeper. That is a sentence I never expected to say. Tonight's showdown in Alcor could decide their respective fates as all eyes turn to the Albite Stadium. We'll be previewing the latest from the England camp going into tonight, getting some predictions from the guys, as well as chatting to Football Social Daily superfan Mike Rotter. He's going to be getting us the inside track on the US of A. Then to wrap up, we have our winners and losers from the first round of games, and there's been plenty to pick from in our Champs and Chumps roundup. And then also to kick off or round up, I should say, the show, little Friday quiz for you, testing the team's knowledge on England and how much attention have you really been paying to the World Cup so far. So, Friday duty, my name's Fergal Brennan and the Football Social Daily budget is a bit stretched at the minute. We couldn't afford three Lions, but we've got a couple of big cats in the office, Marley Anderson and Joel Tudor. Marley, feeling patriotic? Yeah, the face paint's on, the uh, steak and kidney pie is in hand, the fish and chips are on uh, on the way in later on when England kick <laughs> off against USA. Um, yeah, bring it on. Happy days. I'm very glad you didn't call me something else, which uh, you could have there when you were introducing the big cat. No, no. Um, I thought you were going to call me 
uh, a, a timid like, and then a word you'd have to bleep out. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad to see that one go my way early on. Yeah, I don't want any extra work on a Friday, so I don't want to have to be doing any extra <laughs> editing or bleeping. Uh, big cat, big dogs in the pound. Joel Tudor, face paint on. Are you going for a James Madison, St George's Cross? Yeah, no, I might have to go for that Rooney. You know, when he had that huge cross going across his arms during that Nike advert. I think oh, I'm going to go for that today. Oh, that was good. Though. World in motion on in the background. Let's go. Well, uh, there's going to be a, a run on face paint in uh, Manchester this afternoon as uh, the guys build up to that one. Right, let's get stuck into it because, Marley, this is where we start to get a bit more of a sense of England in Qatar. Iran 6-2 is firmly in the rearview mirror now. It's over. The celebrations or the positivity that were surrounding it have now been put to one side. And with no disrespect to Iran, the, the real sense of a test for England lies in store tonight. USA won all against Wales in their first game. What's your sensation going into this one tonight? Uh, I think it'll be um, the biggest technical test of the um of the group, I think uh, USA play when they click, they play the best football of of any of the teams we've got in the um in the group stage. I think you know you look at Wales and you think the the challenge with Wales is the attitude. They will play that like it's you know their life depends on it, and and the the World Cup chances may depend on it. To be fair, when we play them next Tuesday, but it'll be with them. It'll be more like can you match them in the battles? Whereas I think with um. With USA, I think it's more, you know, can you can you control the game and and keep them at bay? Because we've seen it, we've seen them against Wales, and in the first half they were really, really good. They were passing around Wales. Wales didn't have much of an answer for them, um, and then in the second half they couldn't deal with the big man up front, and and the the tactics ran out the window, and it was all a bit um, a bit poor in the second half for them. So I think with England, if they can dominate possession, they should have a, a fairly straightforward game. Um, but you know the USA have got a lot more quality than uh, than what they showed in that second half against Wales. So I still think it'll be uh, be a test, but I think England will pass it relatively comfortably in the end because of the way they played in that first game. Joel, the old adage of the Iran game, you know, you have to go out and beat what's in front of you, depending on the level of the opposition. You know, there's not really an easy way to win these games because you know that Iran are going to bed in. But you do have to give England credit. They scored six goals. It was a very ruthless, professional performance, etc., etc. How do they change the mindset for this? Because the USA, as Marley said, you would anticipate that England will beat them, but it is a step up. How does Southgate stop that? complacency creeping in yes they're, they're professional players playing in the Premier League and obviously Bellingham playing in the Bundesliga but they have to be ready tonight because the USA will put pressure on them they're a very fit team they can run and run and press and press England haven't necessarily dealt with that very well in the past particularly in defence when they look to play out and they look to move the ball into midfield they have been caught out at times how do they approach this tactically to ensure that doesn't happen well, I think first and foremost is the incentive to win, which is the fact that if they win today, they're basically through uh, as group winners, which is, I don't think you can get any bigger incentive than that, especially avoiding a pretty difficult other side of the tournament tree, which may involve the likes of Brazil, Netherlands, Argentina, potentially. So I think that's first and foremost the main aim. But I think after watching USA against Wales, it was such a opposite halves in terms of 
who dominated which half. In the first half, it looked like USA had so much energy and they were pressing really high. And then in the second half, it seemed as though they started to get their energy zapped and Wales started to control a little bit more of it. So I think in the first half, that's where England probably will be a little bit more wary when USA have a lot of energy, got a lot of youth, especially up front with Weyer and Pulisic leading the line. So I think if they can ride the wave of the first half, not to say they need to ride the waves, I think England will dominate the majority of the game anyway with the talent that they've got all over the pitch. But it's a very different kind of test to Iran, I think, because Iran just didn't look like they had quality at any angle, whereas with USA, they do have the odd individual who can definitely turn things up, even if they're against, if they have their backs against the wall. But I think going into this one, so much momentum. I think you've got to give England and Southgate a lot of credit when you see, you know, the likes of Germany getting beat, the likes of Argentina getting beat, and they're against teams who are less of a world ranking. If you if you care about world rankings, I don't think it means too much. But you know, Iran are twentieth in the world rankings, Saudi Arabia fifty one in the world rankings. These are teams that, you know, you would have thought Argentina and Germany would have beaten with their eyes closed. But as you see in all the World Cups, every single team should go into it thinking they can win the whole thing. And it, it it's no different when they come up against good opposition. Even when you looked at Belgium, when they played Canada, their first, it's Canada's first World Cup in the last 65 years. And Canada controlled, I think, the first half and the majority of it. So any game that you win in a World Cup should not be taken for granted because every team's there for one thing one thing only they're not there to make up the numbers they're there to try and at least make the nation proud and maybe get an extra bank holiday like Saudi Arabia did after <laughs> the one against Argentina so yeah I think today will be an exciting game and obviously England need to get a little bit of revenge as well from that 2010 travesty involving Rob Green which I don't really like to recollect oh, yeah. but yeah that, that was the last time and I think they need to level up the, the playing field more again Rob Green's Butterfingers. Uh, anyone that is uh, deleted that from their memory or, or too young to remember, 2010 World Cup group stages. England won, the USA won. Stephen Gerrard's early goal cancelled out as uh, Green let Clint Dempsey's uh, pretty weak shot just slip through his hands and into the back of the net. Uh, focusing on 2022, though, Marley, Gareth Southgate, creature of habit, doesn't like too many changes, particularly within tournaments. Go back to the Euros last summer, he, he made very few changes throughout England's run all the way to the final. The team against Iran was was pretty much as expected. Um, there were some interesting introduce, introductions after the break. Jack Grealish getting a goal, Marcus Rashford getting a goal, Callum Wilson getting an assist as well. Harry Kane is fit, there doesn't seem to be any other injury issues. Harry Maguire's... Uh, blurred vision or whatever it was that was wrong with him that allowed him to concede a couple of goals um, do you see him making any changes do you think there'll be a temptation to make a couple of changes based on what Joel said about the challenge that the USA will present they're going to press high they're going to put pressure on the back line maybe someone like a Maguire as loyal as Southgate has been to him he's not the best at progressing the ball out of the back particularly in the last 12 months or do you think he just looks at it and says Three points, six goals in the last game. Start the same team. If we need a bit of impetus off the bench, we've got a lot of players that can come on and make a difference. Yeah, I think he's uh, he'll just go with the same the same eleven. There's no injuries to that eleven. Kane's recovered. Um, I think Maguire did the press conference yesterday saying he was going to win his fiftieth cap. So so he'll start. Um, and I don't really see the the need to change anything really. I think you know you. You maybe say should you rest Kane with his ankle, but if you win this game, you get you know there's a pointless game coming up against Wales, 
Um, so, you know, you, you'd probably rest him in that game if you can. Um, so, yeah, you, you st- stick the same, um, get the get the job done, and then you can think about resting players. Madison, maybe if he trains, can come back in um, against that uh, against that that team against uh, Wales who who might well be out because they're uh, the at the time of recording they're currently uh, struggling along against Iran so uh, yeah it's uh, get it done tonight and then you can worry about resting and rotating and, and give players a chance and all the rest of it uh, Joel same eleven for you yeah I don't think you should, I don't think you can change a team that just won six two can you really you'd be quite stupid to start switching tinkering things around when. Like I say, the incentive's there to go through if you just get a victory in the next game. So I'll continue as it goes on and then just manage the game as he did last time where he can start to bring on players from the bench. I thought that when Grealish and Foden came on, it just added a different dimension to the way they played where they were a little bit more potent and a little bit more creative going forward, which is good to see when we go into the knockouts. I don't want to tempt fate, but you know it looks likely that we'll go to the knockouts. And I think against the teams like France, potentially even Argentina if the way the carry-on carries on. These are the teams that you do need those kind of players for to open games up, so I'd be interested to see those two, but I think, yeah, you can't really change the team, can you? They've done nothing wrong, to be honest. Uh, before we grab a break, predictions time. Marley, how's it going to go down? Um, I think England will will comfortably come through in the end. I think it'll be like 1-0 in the first half and then we'll get two late ones and USA will try and chase it a bit more and we'll we'll pick them off and I've gone for a 3-0 win to England. Are you as confident? Three Lions, three goals, three points, Joel? Uh, I think a little bit more closer just because I thought they defended pretty well against Wales but I mean Wales didn't really have too much to give them apart from in the second half. I think it'll be a 2-1 win England. Do you know what? I'm going to go exactly the same. 2-1 win, England. I, I always thought, and I agreed with what Marley said right at the start, that this was going to be England's most difficult game, but I I didn't see enough from the United States against Wales to think that they could actually get a point off England in this one uh, tonight. So I'm going to agree with Joel and go for a 2-1 win. So that's three predictions for an England win, and that means that England will progress into the last 16. All very straightforward or not well after the break we're going to be chatting to mike he's going to be giving us the u.s perspective pretty confident he's going to be disagreeing with the guys in his stance on whether the u.s can pull off a big big shock all that to come after the break football social daily find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Football's Social Daily. Find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to Friday's edition of the Football Social Daily. Before the break, Joel and Marley giving us their view on England going into the massive tie with the United States. We're now going to flip stateside to get the US perspective on the game. Mike Rotter, big, big fan of the Football Social Daily. He's based in Chicago and he's kindly chatted to us about what he expects from Alcor tonight. So, Mike... We're just going to jump straight in to a, to a build-up to the game tonight. The USA won all draw against Wales last time out. Impressive before the break. And then ultimately that late, late Gareth Bale penalty, the undoing of the US. Flicking back to that performance, how did you think the USA played? I think most of us here in America were, were pretty disappointed to just get one point against Wales. I, I think going into the match, we we were the favourites and we saw ourselves as favourites. And I think the players saw themselves as the favourites. Um, I think we were more intense throughout the match and uh, better defensively, and we did more with our possession. Um, we played most of the game with that one-goal lead, and it really just took a, a mental error from Walker Zimmerman to commit that penalty. Um, just no need for it, but um, that happens. But that was really the only way that Wales threatened us up until that point, and I think we were the better team for most of the match. So disappointed to not get all three and, and make our lives easier in the group stage. Yeah, point in the bag, but ultimately, as uh, Mike alludes to there, probably a glass half full sensation. Looking forward to tonight. England's last game went slightly better than the US's draw against Wales, a 6-2 battering of Iran. What's the perspective, Mike, from US supporters going into this game, facing a team that's just scored six goals to kick off their campaign in Qatar? I don't think anybody's ever wanted to face a team that's just won their previous match 6-2. Uh, especially in World Cup group stage where you need all the points you can get and you almost need a result in every game. Um, but it certainly is the result that we were expecting. We are definitely expecting England to get all three points there, and I think anything less would have been disappointing against a, that Iran team. Um, but winning by 6-2 to two is, is pretty impressive, especially when we're now seeing other group favorites like Argentina and Germany slipping up in, the, in their first games to opponents that they were heavy favorites against so it's scary to see um, England rolling on all cylinders getting a couple different goal scores in and it seems like everything's working out well for Gareth Southgate so far um, but I will say that Iran doesn't seem like that much of a test um, but still a very very good result for England. Yeah it is potentially a daunting prospect tonight for the US Um Confidence is always important in major tournaments, Mike. The United States fans that are there in Qatar are super passionate, driving their team on to get into the last 16. Are you confident that they can play a role in righting the wrongs from that Wales draw? I think everyone here in America is really realistic about our chances in this game against England. Uh, We know England's a very, very strong side. Uh, In America, we watch a lot of their players in the Premier League and other top European leagues. We know they have a lot of strong players that can that can really hurt you, as we saw in the, the 6-2 win over Iran. Um, and we're coming off a, a pretty disappointing draw against Wales. Um, but this is the match that fans, and I'm sure the players, have had circled on their calendars since the draw came out. Obviously, England's a team that we want to beat, a team that we want to get a result against. Um, it's the day after Thanksgiving. The whole nation's going to be pumped for this game. We have Eunice Musa and Jedi Robinson both born in England with a point to prove. I think USA is going to bring a lot of intensity to this game. 
that's one area that I think England lacks in that USA has advantage in. There's just intensity and physicality. Um, there's a lot of areas that the England has us beat in, but I think we're going to be an intense team. We're going to be gritty. Uh, I wouldn't rule us out to get a point. Um, and if we got an early goal, I think three points is, is, um, is an option, but I think one point is a realistic goal for this team against England. Um, but obviously we know we're the underdogs in this match. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Just looking forward to the next stage of the competition and the knockout stages and the pressure that, that surrounds all of that. What are the expectations amongst the fans for the United States in this tournament? I think a lot of people know that Team USA is one of the youngest teams in the World Cup this year. And we've got, I believe, the youngest captain in, in Tyler Adams. Um, so we're a very, very young team with not a lot of experience, um, but a lot of potential. But we also feel that we're really, really good right now. We obviously didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup, which I think left our nation and a lot of our players very hungry for, for this World Cup. And we're all up for it. The team's up for it. They want to get a result. Um, and I, I think gain out of the group is kind of the, the minimum expectation. Um, and then depending on who we get in, in the knockouts, I think winning a match or two would be nice. Um, but really, I think getting out of the groups, maybe winning the first match would be a, a realistic expectation. Um, but this team has, has so much uh, intensity and, and belief in themselves that I could see us going further. Um, but anything less than getting out of the group would, would be a huge disappointment. Yeah, it's going to be interesting right up until the final ball is kicked in the group stages. Mike, before we let you go, I just want to ask you about the key man for the United States. Now, there's plenty of Premier League influence in Greg, Bra uh, Greg Berhalter's squad, but Christian Pulisic is the, is the standout name that we all look at and waits for that moment of magic from him. He slipped in Timothy Weyer for the goal against Wales last time out. Is he the key man? Or if not, is there someone else that England fans should be watching out for? I would say that you know, that Christian Pulisic is is our strongest player, and and usually when he's doing well, the team is doing well, um, and he's the player that a lot of foreigners know because he played for Dortmund and then played for Chelsea. Um, but we we also have a lot of other players with, with Premier League experience, like Jedi Robinson and Tim Ream from Fulham, Matt Turner from Arsenal, Tyler Ad Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson from Leeds, and then Josh Sargent from Norwich. Um, but those are not our only players. We also have uh, Eunice Musa. Uh, he's a player with a lot of energy, as long as Weston McKenney. Um, Tim Weah, like you said, is, is going to be important. And our defense is pretty solid uh, with, with Dest back there as well and, and Walker Zimmerman. Um, but uh, I'm really impressed with our captain, Tyler Adams. I think he brings a lot of energy to the game, um, plays with a lot of intensity. He's a very, very smart player. Um, so I think any number of these players could make an impact. Um, it is nice to have Christian Pulisic um, as, as our star player, um, but a lot of these players are, are um, star players in their own right. Uh, one player that I think other teams should be watching out for, um, he didn't play in our first game. He might be injured. We're not sure. We haven't really heard anything. Um, but Gio Reyna, if he gets off the bench or if, if he even starts, which a lot of people think he would um, if, if he's healthy, uh, he is a playmaker that uh, other teams should be should be worried about. He can make things happen. Um, he would be a great complement to the players we already have out there. Um, so yes, Christian Pulisic is our star player, the player that everybody knows. Um, but we have a lot of young players that really want to win these games and impress. Um, 
So I think we've got a lot of different players that can make an impact besides just Pulisic. Yeah, confident stuff, Mike. The United States will be a threat to England in that big, big clash tonight as the second round of group stage fixtures gets underway. Cheers for your time, Mike. Much appreciated. We're going to grab a quick break here on the Football Social Daily. After the break, it is chumps versus champs or champs versus chumps as we get the winners and losers from Marley and Joel from the first round of games and also the Friday quiz. Guys, have you been paying attention all to come after the break football social daily find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football's Social Daily. Find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome back to Friday's edition of the Football Social Daily. Thanks to Mike before the break, giving us his latest on the US. The big one tonight, England against the United States in Alcor. England pushing for the last 16 and the US fighting to stay in the World Cup. Uh, we're going to welcome back Joel and Marley. They sat out the US leg of the podcast today, but they're back for our champs versus chumps. Winners versus losers, if you prefer. Marley, going to go to you first on this. You like a bit of champs and chumps. Who has been your first round of games champion? Who gets a Marley gold star? Uh, I've, well, there's been quite a few standout performances um, in this first, first leg of, of games, if you want to call it that, but I think last night Richarlison's performance for Brazil was uh, was superb. His his bicycle kick for for uh, for the goal he scored was ridiculous, and uh, I think it it summed up how powerful Brazil are. The fact that he's he's not even you know he's not even a striker like a a, a line leading striker, but you know you you put all them options into that Brazil t- Brazil side, and one of them is going to score against you. Um, so yeah, his his performance was was brilliant. It's great for Spurs to see that as well, because um, he struggled a little bit in the league for Spurs this season. But it was nice to see him uh, come alive and uh, and and bury a couple of uh, of good goals. And uh, the bit that you're really looking forward to, your chump. Chump. It could be any one of the Argentina team, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to pin it down, but I think just everyone. I think maybe Scaloni, the the boss, because. I don't know how you. Ah, there's a few things, obviously. There's, there's a million things that went wrong with with Argentina's performance, but I think the um, the the difference between first half and second half performances from them was was so chalk and cheese that it just made made no sense. Like they were waiting, they just invited Saudi into the game, um, you know, stop playing basically, um, and then you look at you look at the back and you think. You know how is Nicolas Otamendi still starting for Argentina when he's like mid thirties? He was never that good in his prime. And Lissandro Martinez, who's had a, who's had a really good game, a really good season so far for Man United, is uh, is sitting on the bench. It it doesn't really make any sense to me. But that's Argentina in a nutshell. They're so top heavy 
that they they're sort of obsessed with getting um getting everyone on the pitch at once and if you compare them to Brazil Brazil are also top heavy but you look at them at the back and they've got Marquinhos and Thiago Silva who are like mad experienced been to you know every pinnacle of football won leagues won trophies won you know hundreds of caps between them and then you look at Argentina and they're still playing a 33 34 year old Otamendi at the back and they're just not as uh not as fear fearful like no one's as fearful of them as they should be really um because they just look at that back line and go well if your attack doesn't work we can get at you and Saudi Arabia showed uh stones of steel and and just waited it out and took the chances when they came a uh, South American themed champs versus chumps for for Mali uh Joel give us yours I've got to start with the chump, and I just couldn't stop laughing when I saw it. It was yesterday's game, uh, Portugal against Ghana. Just when Ghana got um, back into the game with Osman Bukhari to make it 3-2, and instead of running back to his half, he goes to the corner flag and hits a sue in the corner, and all of his teammates were looking at him like, we're 3-2 down, come on, let's let's go restart. And he's there having the time of his life in the corner, hitting all sorts. It's the World Cup, living up, yeah, And then Ronaldo, they did a massive flash to Ronaldo, and Ronaldo just looked absolutely fuming on the bench, like, what am I seeing? Honestly, it was the way he turned around, like, and he looked as if to say, what, what are you all over there for? Like, you're 3-2 down, mate. Yeah, literally, his, his teammate literally went and grabbed him to say, <laughs> we were 3-2 down, we've not just won the game. And then uh, shortly after the game, he actually went on Twitter because there was just a huge furore after it with everyone kind of slating him, saying, what is this guy doing? And he did an apology saying, you know, I would never disrespect anybody, let alone Cristiano Ronaldo or any of my fans. And in the comments, it was just the whole nation of Ghana saying, don't apologise, just get back to the half. We're trying to stay in the World Cup here. I don't want to see you hitting the suit in our, in our half. So, yeah, he's my chump. I understand it was when he, when he shows that picture to his grandkids in the future, he can make up the best story and just say, kids, I won it in front of Ronaldo. I was the player of the game. Unbeknown to the grandkids, he was wasting time and his nation needed another goal. Uh, go on, give us your champ. Uh, my champ would definitely have to be the midfielder from the... It's another one associated with the Argentina-Saudi Arabia game. And it was the midfielder who I was so impressed with. Uh, his name was Mohamed Kano. And if anyone doesn't... Many won't recognise him by name, but he was the huge tall fella in the middle for Saudi Arabia. And I don't know why, he just reminded me of Moussa Dembele. The way he was just cutting out balls, carrying it from attack to defence. He looks so composed in there. I think he plays for Al-Hilal in the um, Saudi league. And I've heard that it's quite up and coming at the moment. There is an improved quality in contrast to the Qatari league. But I was just so surprised. Not only at him, he was the standout, but just at the whole team and how they didn't show any fear towards Argentina whatsoever. I feel like in previous tournaments, Saudi have always been that team where, you know, teams look to have a little mess around against them and do all these walking into the net type goals and get the goal tally up. This one, totally different story. They Carlos Quiros clearly had a massive game plan, you know, in terms of the offside trap and in terms of just basically suffocating Messi and not letting him have any time on the ball whatsoever because he is their main creative outlet. I wouldn't rely on anyone else. And Carno, I just thought he was a monster in that midfield obviously I want to see how they do in their next game 
which is going to be the real test because I think coming up against these big nations like Argentina, I think anyone can get up for it. It's the it's the smaller ones that really dictate if you stay in the competition or not. Uh, against Poland, which I don't think they're massively great either, so that'll be a real test. But honestly, I was just I feel like they turned the corner with that game, and I was massively impressed with him. Uh, sensational knowledge bomb from uh, Joel there on a Friday and your uh, your info on the uh, Saudi Arabian League and even a dig at the <laughs> Qatari Stars League uh, we're going to pretend <laughs> Got to get it in. we're going to pretend to anyone listening that you haven't just wikipedia this we're just going to say that was an absolute knowledge bomb that you've dropped on us <laughs> uh, hopefully you can carry it into the quiz because that is where we are going to wrap up today's edition we've got an England slash World Cup first round of games themed quiz for you both now uh, I am not as showbiz as Niall I've just got a bell there it is to ring for uh, for, for, uh, for correct answers that we're going to go with so four questions each some England themed and some first round of World Cup game themed Joel famously you kind of struggle on the big stage unless it's hey, questions. did you not see last week uh, no, it was a draw I, I, I draw, it was a draw. I, well do you know what a big draw away from home Um so come on, bring home the bacon for this one. Ahead of the big one for England tonight. You've got four questions each. Uh, point for each question. 20 seconds. I'm doing my uh, Bradley Walsh piece here now. 20 seconds once the question has been asked to answer. Final answer is final answer. Okay? Okay, let's go. Okay. Marley, you all set? Yep, ready to go. Wonderful. Right, Marley, I'm going to go to you first, okay? Ready. So... Callum Wilson's cameo against Iran was cheered by Newcastle fans as it ended a long-running Magpies absence in an England World Cup squad. Prior to Qatar, who was the last player called up for an England World Cup squad as a Newcastle player? Marley, go. For a World Cup? Um, Correct. That's tricky, actually. I was I was thinking it was going down the uh, the last person to get called up full stop route, but uh, that's thrown me. Um, <laughs> Nine seconds, come on. Uh, Kieran Dyer. Is that your final answer? Right, time's up. Time's up. Is that yeah, your final answer? It's not. It's not right, but yeah. It is incorrect. I'm afraid. In the 2006 World Cup, it was the lesser known Magpies legend that is Michael Owen. Did he play for us at the time? I didn't think he did. He did oh, indeed, oh. yep, 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 yep. Michael Owen, the no last way. Newcastle player to well, be I called said, up. I said play for us, he probably just sat on the bench with a groin injury, not bothering. Uh, so, Joel, here's, here's your chance. <laughs> We've got a Manchester United-themed question for you, OK? Manchester United have been very well represented in three-line squads down the years. Marcus Rashford's goal against Iran was his first in the World Cup and his first in this year's competition. Who was the only United player to score for England at the 2018 World Cup? Harry Maguire. No. No way. No, 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 no. I didn't say final answer. Whoa. Uh, Bending the rules again. It must be Friday. Joel's cheating. Who was it? Oh, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, final. No, no, no. No. Right, I'm trying to give you a chance here, Joel. Rash, 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 was, I'm going to say Rashford tw- final answer. Rashford uh, final answer. Rashford. That is incorrect. <laughs> the uh, Manchester United goal scorer at the, tw- at the 2018 World Cup was Jesse Lingard. <laughs> so you got that one wrong. It was Jesse, oh Jesse, Jesse. God, right, Panama, no points. Right, Joel gets no minus points for having three goals in it and still no getting point. it wrong. 
No, he said fat. He I didn't say, say final. final. Didn't say. The, the word Keyword. before Marcus Rashford Never the last was final one. answer. That was that was the clue that gave it away. Yeah, yeah I said that. I, I went right, with that one. Shocking start so one. far. No points each. Uh, we're going to keep the England theme going. Marley, back to you. Question number two. Who is the most capped player in the current England World Cup squad? Uh, it's got to be uh, Henderson, hasn't it? Jordan Henderson. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Final answer, Jordan Henderson, is incorrect. Oh, Walker, it is, is Raheem it? Sterling. Is it? 80 caps. Oh, wow. It is Raheem Sterling, yes. Right, way. still no points on the board. Come on, Joel. We're uh, continuing the England theme for this one. Who is the oldest player in the England World Cup squad? Oh, it's between I two. It's between two. Now, to give you a clue, there are three players who are 32. Who is the <sighs> it's oldest? between two in my mind. I'm going to go, go with... On. Is it Connor Cody? That your final, final answer? answer? Final answer. Connor Cody is incorrect. Jordan Anderson. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Walker. Walker. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately, Kyle. there's nowhere. There's no buybacks across. So uh, Kyle Walker is the oldest. The other two 32-year-olds are Kieran Trippier and Jordan Henderson. Right. Uh, zero points from the England section of the quiz. We're going to move on to the first round of games section to see if you can do a little bit better. Marley, ready? Let's go. Let's go. Enna Valencia knocked in the first goal of the 2022 World Cup. Which two, and you need both of them, which two Premier League sides did he <clears throat> did he enjoy a less than impressive spell with? Uh, West Ham and Everton. Correct. Finally, we get to ring the bell. Right, first point of the game, Everton and West Ham. Um, <clears throat> and other than just a bit of Twitter banter uh, when he scored that goal, I don't think any fans from either team remember him particularly fondly. But, Marley, you're off the mark. Joel, come on. Ready? Let's go. Let's go. Gavi's goal in Spain's 7-0 thrashing of Costa Rica made him the youngest World Cup goal scorer since who? Pele. Final answer. Correct. A little bit of history there. The 1958 World Cup was uh, Pele and now Gavi is third. Fourth place is Michael Owen. So uh, there's a little bit of a Michael Owen theme to this quiz, which was very accidental because <laughs> I just don't want him involved. Uh, so one point each. Final question each. Are we set? Marley, we're going to throw this back to you. Valencia, who we've just mentioned, and Richarlison joined the list of former Everton players to score in the first round of games in Qatar. There's one more ex-Toffee. Who is it? Oh, my God. So the last questions are kind of harder. So, so this is, this is a Toffee. Richarlison and Valencia are two. And who's the third? Who's the third? Um, how long have I got? Uh, you're into your, you're into your bonus five Sean seconds. So you it's into, it's into <laughs> the FIFA World Cup added time here. Eh? Twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have another five minutes? No, come on, give us one. This is actually quite. I did. I I just oh. just just throw as an X. It was a. I think it was a Ronald Koeman Everton player. Um, Classen. Bingo. Oh, come on. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> All right, all right. Oh all right, no! All right. Okay. How are you giving think, him about that was, ten minutes at a time? That was a slightly tougher time. one than I uh, than I anticipated. Right, one, two. Everton have had such a turnover of players. I was racking them, <laughs> racking my brains. Exactly, 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 right? exactly, exactly. Marley's got to get Wikipedia fired up. You know, come on, give him his, <laughs> give him his, uh, give him his due. Joel, right to equalise uh, and send it into a sudden death showdown. 
Are you ready? Come on, I'm expecting the added time there as well. Hey, to well, be fair, I, you I had can't three give you the added time on this one because you're going to do so. your math. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing it by so the So we're going to be tight on this one. Let's go. Right, ready? Come on. Right, good stuff, right. Goals have been a big issue so far in the World Cup. Only counting first round games, so the first set of games, not including Wales against the round, which is being played at the time of recording, how many nil-nil draws have there been so far? Oh, flipping hell. That's well uh, easier than mine. <laughs> I mean, there's been, there's been a bloody few. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not an official number, a bloody few, by it the way. It is if you're in, I'm gonna if you're in an Iranian attendance account. Uh, sorry, a Qatari <laughs> attendance account. I'm going to go with four. Final answer? Final answer. Correct. Ooh. Two. Two. Okay, right. Deep breath. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go with a tiebreaker. Okay. Give me just a second because I have it, I have it written down here. <laughs> this is how professional I am. I have it written down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got it right. So let me just double check for two seconds. Yes, yes, I'm happy. I'm happy to go with this. Uh, we're gonna go with a little bit of a Premier League theme to uh, to this one. Okay. So, excluding England, obviously, and the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo is no longer playing in the Premier League as it stands. We already know about Richarlison. Who was the... And you just... Whoever gets this first, who is the other Premier League player to score in the first round of games? What? So, other than Richarlison, did he say? So, so other than Richarlison, because we know him, and other than Ronaldo being gone, and other than England, who is the other Premier League player to score in the World Cup so far? Um... Because I've already given you Richarlison, I've already given you, uh, obviously England is a gimme, and Ronaldo is, has been released okay. by United. So who is the other one? Uh, Gundogan, Germany. Correct. And he wins it. He wins yes. it by a Gundogan. Yeah, Ilkay Gundogan's penalty against Japan, although it didn't do Japan, uh, didn't do Germany much good because Japan won in the end. Marley, congratulations. Thank you. Always nice to uh, knock Joel off his little pedestal there when he with his three and a half goals at his uh, questions. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the podcast today and you think it's gone on extraordinarily long, that's because we've had a huge <laughs> amount of added time. Uh, we're going to have a FIFA investigation into this. But uh, Marley is the winner. Joel, unfortunately, that means that you're the loser in this situation. Hard lines on that one. It's whatever, isn't it? I mean, Marley had about 20 minutes to get that class in one, but <laughs> we are in the new FIFA rules. <laughs> uh, that's... We are in the new FIFA rules, and as my FIFA overlords have advised me to say, that is the directive that I am currently following. Right, uh, we're going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Football Social Daily. I'll be back tomorrow reviewing England's game against the United States. Will it be a last 16 spot for Gareth Southgate, or will it all be on Wales next week. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, we'll be here throughout the World Cup updating you on England and all the goings on in Qatar. So don't forget to hit subscribe for today. Marley, Joel, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Great stuff. And uh, we will chat to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. <laughs>